Grace and peace to all. This is Pastor Ben Free here along with my partner in Christ, Pastor Tonya Reeves. What's going on, Pastor? How are you? I'm doing well. I hope you're doing well as well as everyone that's with us this morning. I hope you have had a wonderful week and is looking forward to a full and blessed week ahead of us. I am. Amen. And we want to say welcome to everyone listening to us this morning. Uh, Happy Monday. And we hope that we can help you get your week started off on the right foot, uh, being blessed and uh, serving that purpose and striving in that purpose. So this morning, um, Pastor Tanya, we wanted to uh, lift up uh, a couple verses from Psalm 107 and just kind of uh, go in uh, to that and how they all kind of uh, tie together with with some of the uh, gospel scriptures uh, you lifted up this morning. And, you know, I lifted up uh, the epistle of uh, Ephesians. So um, let's go to Psalm 107. And how about I read the first three verses and then we'll go ahead and and, and go on into what we do. How does that sound? That sounds wonderful. Thank you. All right. Psalm 107, verse one. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good for his steadfast love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Those he redeemed from trouble and gathered in from the lands, from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks Thanks be to God. God. Amen. So when we lift that up, Pastor Tanya, what what does that that, that opening uh, uh, verse mean? Uh, speak to you, give thanks to the Lord for he is good for his steadfast love endures forever. What 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 does that bring to you uh, when you hear that? It brings a peace. And when you were reading that in my version, it says his faithful love endures forever. Mm-hmm. And it's just this knowing that he is forever willing to redeem us to bring us from our sinful ways into righteousness, that that he is good. And, And that's the only goodness that we really ever should seek and wish to have. So everything that we need is contained within him. Amen. Amen. Uh, and you speak to that thought of redemption and, as verse two says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, those he redeemed from trouble. And and one point I tried to uh, bring up with my congregation is, uh, you know, that thought, and especially looking at um, the reminders that Paul left in, in, in that uh, second chapter, uh, first couple of verses in Ephesians, um, is that that thought of reminding us where we were, right? 
because some of us have a story to tell. Amen. Right. And some of us have been through trials and tribulations. Some of us have done things that we regret or been people in a certain time that we look back on and say, wow, I can't believe I was that person or I did those things or I thought that way. But despite being in that time, that place within our lives, we have the reminder of God's steadfast love, which can bring us out of that and transforms us, right? So that we be right. the redeemed, the renewed, and we find a new life. So speaking to that, uh, how does that speak to you just uh, just that thought because uh, redemption. Uh, speak to that a little bit. What what did you lift up uh, with your congregation on, on just that thought of redemption? Well, you know, we visit John this morning, John 3, chapter 14 through 21. And when I think about redemption, I think about having something lifted, removed off of you, taken away from this heavy load that we carry sometimes. It may be shame. It, it, it may be some type of insecurity. It, it could be just not knowing. Mm -hmm. All of those things is being lifted, is being removed, is being taken away. Mm -hmm. And that's very important. Um, whether you're in the body of Christ or you're seeking God or you're just trying to figure it out right now, it's very mm -hmm. important to take a moment and just release it. Mm -hmm. Just let it go. You know, because once you release it, the only way it comes back, you got to accept it back. Mm -hmm. And that's what Christ was saying when he said, when you, when you look upon me, Mm -hmm. you are healed mm. you know in in numbers it, it talked about Moses and the poison serpent mm. that was biting the Israelites because they were complaining and they they were doing these things and those things and God was continuously blessing them but they couldn't see the blessing because sometimes we have a desire to see things happen a certain way and if it doesn't happen that way we can complain. And sometimes we complain just to complain. It can be one minute is too cold outside. Then the Lord give us warm weather. It's too hot outside. It's, if the saying goes, God does all things well. And if that is true, as Paul has told us many times, in any situation in our life, mm -hmm. we should be content. And that's what the scripture is telling us. We should be faithful and content because God is good. Amen. Amen. And that contention comes through that uh, grace, right? Because what is left here, most importantly, is the grace of God shining through in Christ. Uh, going back to that story, because... Uh, 
uh, even back to Numbers where the original story. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, the Israelites, they at once were thankful. Then they got out here in the wilderness. They started to curse God, curse Moses, turn away, do whatever. Uh, so God was like, okay, you want to uh, do like that? I'll leave you be, but this is what happens. And now they're getting bit by these snakes. But yet, despite that, when they went to Moses and, and begged Moses to intervene on their behalf to God, God still offered the opportunity for healing, the redemption. Right? So That's right. Like despite, and that just shows going back to Psalms, that steadfast, faithful love that endures forever. Because with, with all the shortcomings, falling short, God still allows for us to have an opportunity to be healed. Amen. Amen. Last, this last sign of his grace was through Christ Jesus. So as we look, and I remind everyone, as we look upon that sacrifice, Christ dying for us, we are to be healed in it, just as those Israelites looked upon that serpent. It is symbolism. We are supposed to be healed by that and find new life to where we turn to Christ. We turn away from who we were then. We turn away from what happened then, how we did that then, what we were before we were redeemed. So now that we profess Christ, we start moving in a different direction. Our thoughts, we evolve in, in, into a, a new way of thinking. Uh, and, and, and when we understand this and this evolution and we start to transcend some of those things that, you know, for lack of better terms, we grow out of, then we, we understand we're, 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 we're following Christ, we're, we're seeking God at all points and therefore brings that contentment with God because everything we do now is focused on righteousness right amen righteous amen. righteous behavior righteous speech and the things we do give life because when we are healed and redeemed then the grace of god moves within us to bring about works but we'll get into that in a minute but uh, <laughs> but but was there anything else that we may not have touched that that stood out with that, you said you lifted up John. Uh, was there anything else that you you lifted up, like to that point, or, or what else? What else? Stood well, you know, when I was talking about John believing in the name of the only Son of God, mm -hmm. and um, for all who do evil, hate the light and do not come to the light mm -hmm. so that their deeds may not be exposed. Mm -hmm. But those who do what is true come to the light mm -hmm. so that the light may be clearly seen that their deeds have been done in God. Mm -hmm. yeah. And 
I, I, I lifted up to look at the disciples um, because that's what God is calling us to be disciples. Mm-hmm. And we lose focus because we look to the left, we look to the right, and sometimes we forget to just look at Christ. And we put things on ourselves. Yes, other people put things on us, but we have to accept what they put on us. But then we do things sometimes and put things on us. Mm-hmm. And God wants us to take these things off, bring them to him so that he can remove it from within so that it can't come back over and over again because you've given it to him and he's put it in the sea of forgiveness. Mm. But, you know, we were laughing and I said, well, you know, let's look at Peter. Every one of us has been Peter once or twice Mm. and maybe just yesterday Mm -hmm. we have forsaken Christ. Every one of us at some point said, Oh, I don't know him. (laughs) I I don't have a clue. Mm. We don't think about it, but we do it. But yet, just like Peter, we know exactly who he is. We know him as the son of man and as the son of God. Mm-hmm. But when things get a little, mm, I'm not sure. Oh, I, I don't know him. Mm-hmm. But look at who Peter became. And then, you know, it's times that, you know, we look at the book of John and, and you you hear about the characteristics of Christ and you're meeting this this person that he is telling you over and over again, that's the son of God. He's divine. He's forgiven. He's loving, but he's also firm. Mm -hmm. You know, so if, if you had the opportunity this week, and this is the challenge that I gave my congregation, one set of congregation, if you had a chance to walk with a disciple and really learn this disciple, And then look at yourself as you're walking with this disciple. Put another one down, pick up another one. What you will find as you learn them and you learn yourself, you learn even more about the grace of God and his mercy. Because they were not perfect. We're only perfect through Christ Jesus, not of our own. And when we can start to see that, then we can start to see the reflection of Christ within us that's seen as that light. Yeah. And so it's, it's, just, it's just a deep concept because the worst thing that we can do as humanity in general is to hurt a person And not gain forgiveness from the person we hurt or for God who can forgive all of us for what we have done. Not just to him, but to each other. Mm. And I just wanted them to sit with that because we always want to go big. I want to be just like Jesus. I, I want and that's wonderful. And I want you to want to be just like him, the reflection of him. But you got to walk with him for a while and let some of the things within you come out so that the more you grow with him, those personalities, those things, they change 
and you don't live a life constantly being bit by a snake. Mm. That's key. That's key. And I and you said something interesting. You said walk with Christ for a while. And that's interesting to this point, because I think sometimes a lot of times, especially uh, when it comes to our faith, um, sometimes I think. Now, let me say this. Christ never said the journey was going to be easy. Christ never. We, Amen. we covered that. Christ, Christ told you, you, you pick up your cross and you bear it. Right. So Christ confused anything or said this is going to be a cakewalk once you. But sometimes I think with faith, sometimes we think everything is going to just be this Hallmark Channel story. And just pleasantries all the time, but they don't understand the, the story of Christ was, was telling you that making this commitment, this level of commitment to, to love, right? Love of God, love of neighbor, making this commitment <laughs> as he often conveyed to the disciples, even though they didn't get it all the time, it's, it could lead to your demise, your death or punishment or uh, abuse, right? Not saying that Amen. that is okay, but it was to make a point. Uh, 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 to symbolize that uh, this road is tough. And I think sometimes, like you said, with our faith, we think it's supposed to be boom and it's going to be, be like Christ. I'm going to heal and bring, but then we get those discouragements and then our faith wavers. And then, like you say, we, we, we take that Peter approach where we deny three times and then, and then we come back. And, and I think that's, that's key because we have to understand on that walking with Christ for a while, there are going to be times where you're chased out of the, the gathering. <laughs> like Christ, there's going to be times that are going to be challenging. Your faith is always going to be challenged. But I think if we, if we walk for a while and we understand that it's going to make our faith even stronger when we, when we embrace that power of, of, of grace that has redeemed us. So that was, that was, that was powerful um, right there and, and, and walking for a while. So we truly, we truly develop uh, an understanding of what it is to be called to discipleship. Right. Uh, exactly. That Amen. Is a full meal. That is a buffet, right? <laughs> Just, you just gotta keep going yeah, back. Yeah, you gotta keep going back until until you 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 filled up. But but yeah, that is very key. Um, uh, you know, while 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 we're on that, um, just speaking because one thing I I brought up, like I said, I I, I lifted up the scripture from Ephesians, and and and, and you made a statement to not of our own. And that was one of the things that Paul focused on um, in emphasizing that grace of God uh, not on mm -hmm. our own because uh, sometimes uh, we think we got this and we think uh, what we're doing is often right or, or will be enough. But speak to 
not do it on your own or humbling yourself and, and, and letting God work uh, uh, to bring about those those gifts, those good works. Uh, what were your thoughts on that? Well, you know, um, I spoke to everyone this morning at a different place. I wanted them to come out of the comfort of being in the church and being a member and being saved by God's grace and think about those that's making a decision, whether it's to serve God, whether it's to look at themselves and decide, I, I don't want to be this person, but I don't know who I want to be, whether they're being um, encouraged or influenced by influences that parents are saying are not the right influence. Mm. Um, I thought about that this morning when I brought up the fact that Jesus said that he is now the bronze snake that has been lifted up. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if it's one thing that I don't deal with, it's a snake. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's a black snake. When you say snake, look out, I'm, I'm not there anymore. You think I'm a musician because I am gone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't I don't deal with a snake. Me and, and, it, and it made me think about this. When you see a snake, are you trying to decide if it's a good snake or a bad snake? <laughs> Is it a black snake or red snake? Or do you hear the word snake and know we, we need to bag up and see what's going on? And so often our children and even young adults, as well as ourselves, we find ourselves in danger and we don't know we're in danger because nobody screamed snake. Nobody said, oh, my God. Everybody just kept going, too. Mm -hmm. And sometimes because we don't feel apart or we don't feel accepted. Or we feel this shame that someone has put on me. We accept things and we complain about things. And that's not the core of what's really going on. And I challenge my parents today, myself included. <laughs> let your children talk. Just let them talk. Don't try to cook them. Don't say yes, no, that. Let them have a space to just talk to you. You will be amazed at what you find out when you just listen. They'll tell you everything you need to know. Mm -hmm. Just go upstairs to their room, knock on the door. Hey, this is mom. I want to come in for a minute. Oh, this is dad. I want to talk to you for a second and just step in. I hope you don't and think I sound like that. I hope you don't think I sound like that. Yeah, yeah. No, not at all. Y'all heard that. Y'all heard that, that bass. See, I, I don't know. But go ahead. I'm trying. Try. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not good at it. <laughs> but <laughs> what you will find is that your children make wise decisions when they feel that you hear them you see them, and you love them. As adults, 
we make good decisions when we feel that someone loves me, sees me, and accepts me. Now let's spin back to humanity. Every sinful thing that you can think of that's happened, whether it's in your life, in the biblical days, they were searching for someone to listen to them, to love them, see them, or acknowledge them. But that's what they were searching for. But they never realized that all of that was right in front of them. Because they was looking at it to come in a form that they could accept. And that's what the disciples is showing us. When you read the Gospels, it might be a couple stories that you see in every book. It might be a couple things that sound like, oh, they must have been together when that happened. But most of the time, you're going to get the perspective of the relationship between the disciple and Christ. And that's what I'm asking us to do. Stop trying to be this one and that one. Stop trying to fit in where you don't fit in. Just be you. If you don't know a thing, go search a thing. Don't rely on someone to tell you the truth. Know it for yourself. If you don't know Christ and you think in your heart you're ready to know him, and you want a relationship with him? Ask him into your heart. Right now, whatever you're doing, stop it. And say, God, come into my life. Make me whole. Everything that's in me that's broken, mend it. No, replace it. Rebuild me into the temple you have purposed me for. Love me. Bring me in. I know I won't be light, but you know what? I wasn't really being light out there. I know it's going to be some things that I've done. Forgive me, but let me in. Please enter into my heart. I want to tell you that you're worth it. He paid the ransom for it. Mm. He had a doubt for a moment. And you know, I told my church this morning, you know, if I'm crying and some blood start coming out, I don't want it. I, I do not want it because I have done nothing wrong. But in that moment, he was a suffering servant for the love of his father. Amen. Well, look, we, we've got about a minute and a half left. So uh, uh, before we sign off, uh, I just want to uh, do a shameless plug. That was very powerful, uh, Pastor Tanya, what you just mentioned. But I just want to let everybody know that uh, Pastor Tanya and I, uh, you can uh, find out more information and everything about us. Uh, on our website for our social purpose organization, Clergy for Cures, 
And that website is www.clergy, number four, cures, clergyforcures.org. So please, you know, follow us. Uh, it'll give you updates uh, on everything that's going on with us uh, uh, outside of the podcast. But we, uh, we truly are grateful to be able to uh, bring this message and, and share this with you all. But please, clergyforcures.org, please follow us. Uh, join us on this journey uh, of just uh, finding cures uh, and, and bringing healing, just as that healing that came from seeing the Son of Man, Christ on that cross, uh, dying for us, and the healing that brings us new life, redemption, salvation that comes from it, uh, revealing the grace of God, that love that is steadfast and faithful uh, for all time. So Pastor Tanya, with that uh, final thought, and then we'll let everybody uh, continue on with their week. My final thought is blessings to each and every one of you. I want you to know that Pastor Ben and I, we love you in Christ and through Christ. And if it's anything you need from us on this journey, please reach out to us. And if you have decided to find Christ and accept Christ, find a church home so you're not walking alone on this journey. Amen. With that being said, we bid you grace and peace. Have a blessed week and we'll see you next Monday. Amen. Amen. Bye. Bye. Now.